0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 in the zone. It is time for the question of the day. Hot texture Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Or visit www.UtahHairMD.com. Today's question... How bad good is the Pac-12 this season? Vernon says it's awful. When Utah's running for Pac-12 South, or running the Pac-12 South, you know there's a problem. What? Dismissing the Utes. Why? Hey. Well, probably because he's a BYU fan. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to be on. more than that. No, you, you're the clicker-honor to discover that stuff. I don't give a crap about that. Uh, you like to determine where they're coming from. Uh, they will have won the division. They will win the division three out of four years, and they only won last year when there was really no division to win. They concocted something uh, because other conferences started playing. Oh, wait a second. This looks bad. And so they threw, to, threw together something almost literally at the last minute when they should have been playing all along. So I don't even count that. So in my mind, they've won three in a row. That's a sign of an outstanding program. Now, the conference is a mess. I like your question to Kyle Whittingham yesterday. I don't believe his answer. He's head coach. That's what he got to say. It doesn't come up in recruiting. Okay, but that doesn't mean it's not an issue. You can't tell me they've lost kids. They haven't lost kids to other conferences because those conferences are deemed better. It may not come up. It may say, hey, coach, man, your conference sucks. I'm not going to your program. Bye. So if, it doesn't come up because it doesn't have to come up. Right? Oh, no, I'm not going to go to the prom with you. You're ugly as sin. I mean, you don't say that. <laughs> but you don't have to, but you don't go with them. Right. <laughs> right. That you, know, you told me that story that time. You're not nearly popular enough. <laughs> I'm going with the quarterback over here. <laughs> so... I I disagree on that. And then balance. Do you realize that this week the Sun Devils will play against a team the third game in a row with an interim coach? Cool. When has that ever happened? If that's not a sign of your conference is in chaos, I don't know what is. Three in a row. And they're firing guys left and right. And his – Clay Helton, they fired – in After two games, right? Yep, got them back in September. Well, Sun Devils can top that. We dropped three guys in August. <laughs> Not the head coach. <laughs> three assistants equals one head coach. Right, and meanwhile, they're like 87th in the conference in recruiting because virtually every kid has said, screw that, I ain't going there. So they're, they're set up to be a mess for years to come. Unless they just go heavily into the transfer and become Kentucky of the uh, of college football, I mean they've, they've literally got, pretty much everybody has dropped off of the impending some form of penalties and probably dismissals. And their D coordinator can't recruit off campus, and he's the one who brought in all the guys in the first place from L.A. because they can't get anybody from Arizona. So let's fool them and bring them over here, and they don't realize how hot it is. <laughs> So three, assistant co- three interim coaches in a row. That's a sign that there's trouble. Two of which will be uh, in November. Yeah, that's bad news. And David Shaw just lost by 45 points. And he's the highest paid coach. And that program is trending down. I love Shaw as much as the next guy. I love interviewing him every year. But it is not going well. It's all about wins and losses, man. You can tell me about your team GPA and the good you're doing in the community. That's all well and good, but wins but and losses. you got to win some football games. That's what determines uh, your job security. Nothing else. You can be the greatest dude in the world, wins and losses, and they're going in the toilet. Chip Kelly, man, it was a phenomenal hire. I mean, you just wait; he is just going to bring all sorts of stuff to Westwood, unlike anything we've ever seen. He's got him all the way to mediocre. I'm, I'm a patient man. I'm, I'm willing to wait another five, six years. <laughs> so, on one hand, the Utes have won the thing three years in a row, excluding last year. On the other hand, and if you can't win it this year, you suck. <laughs> It's teed up for you, that's for sure. this division is awful. I mean, Colorado had one throwout last year. But since they've been in the conference, one good full season. Otherwise, they've sucked every single season. Yeah, what's your point? This division is so weak. In the conference, you got a coach striking a player, uh, Chase Garber's coming out, going after the government for making them do whatever. I mean, I get so tired of reading all this stuff. Uh, he put out a statement yesterday, the Cal quarterback, and their season is in the toilet. Oregon State, yeah, they're really good. They Correct. lost to Cal and the Colorado. Oof. <laughs> you play the comparative scores game, and it does not bode well. But they got that one thing. good. The conference has the one thing. There's only one thing. Oregon went to Columbus, Ohio went into the horseshoe without their superstar defensive lineman. Their highest paid player. And beat Ohio State. Right. They did without their highest paid player. They beat them. Embrace that because after that it gets a little thin. They only got one team ranked. Only got one team receiving other uh, other teams receiving votes. That's not good. No. They are uh, they got three wins against Power 5 schools this year. Well, uh, three. Uh, so it's more is, about it, the losses, right? So is is uh, if BYU is not a Power Five team, but Notre Dame is. Then they're three and ten headed for three and eleven. Oh, well, BYU is. Well, then you got a. That's a lot of losses. I know. I know you got the Channel Two background, and so you want to dismiss those guys. It's been that way forever. Back when. Uh, Fox and McKay McGrath did the store, did the games on TV and basketball. But come on, way before that. Yeah. Bull subdivision nine wins, sixteen losses, and if they lose to BYU and Notre Dame on the final week of the season, which I think is how everyone would pick it now, that would be nine and eighteen. Bull subdivision. I'm not going to go with some jargon that somebody created. Division one, five and five against the Mountain West this year. Got a lot more money. Located in population centers with a lot more people, about five and five. Some of them. Not all of them. True story. Yeah. I'm I'm San Jose State. I'm thinking, hey, we won the South. Forget you, BYU. (laughs) You. And Kyle said yesterday that, well, if the thing happened today, Oregon would be in the playoff yeah, but you're trying to prevent that from happening. (laughs) Not once, but twice, You're going to have two shots at these guys to prevent that from happening. So, in a sense, you're digging your own grave. You can wreck the league. Yeah. They've only had, what, the thing's been around since 2015 or 16. They've had two, Oregon and Washington got in. Mm -hmm. Right. And the last was uh, Washington in 2017. Oregon got in the first year. So it was 2016 then. And that's still the only win they have in it. What's that? Because Washington went out in the first game. It's just bad news, man. It is. You are what your record says you are, and you just add up the wins and losses, and it looks bad. Even our dear friend Yogi Roth would have trouble spinning that, which he would. I heard him talking on social media how Oregon should move up to second. Hell, move him up to first. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, George is <laughs> George's <is> first. <laughs> Just already give them a bid. Figure out who the other three teams are. <laughs> I could, in, in my background, I, I think my body would break out into like sores and stuff if I was that positive. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have open sores. Yeah, there would be some type of chemical revolt. You say, you say something positive, <laughs> it's just like your arm starts blistering. Oh, yeah, I could be positive, but that positive. positive. And I love the guy, man. He's the most knowledgeable Pac-12 guy. And you got to do what you got to do to keep a paycheck. I'm all for it. So is Oregon going to just distract everyone? Look at the shiny Oregon thing over here. Forget the mess over here. Yeah. By beating four straight teams with winning records. That's what they've got to do. They, they don't have. They don't yeah, have. A, I got it. I guess Oregon State could by the time they get there. I mean, Oregon State's five and four right oh, now. I think all the teams on their schedule are dangerous because that's the beauty of the Pac-12. They got Washington State was five and four this week. They're dangerous. And Then they got the Utes and they got Oregon State who's five and four right now. All three of those games and it's a rivalry game, obviously. Yeah. So you have to factor that in. You can play better. I've seen it. We've all seen it. I've seen it a million times. A walk on from Santa Barbara. At uh, uh, four, UC Los Angeles yep. beats the Mighty Trojans, and they, we were all just stunned. Gauchos trained the best quarterback. Classic example. I think his name was John Barnes, if I remember. Mm-hmm. And it was just an unbelievable uh, upset. And so it's the epitome of rivalry games. I always point to that one. I couldn't believe it. And I was living in California, and it was a big deal at the time. Uh, so, with that in mind, yeah, just outrageous. So you have to factor in Oregon State on paper seems better than what the Bruin team had at that point. So uh, if, if Oregon goes 4-0, uh, they deserve to be in. i will be the first one right there. I believe it. You had the one loss. Everybody else gets a one loss. So why can't you? You know, you lost to Stanford, which lost to Utah by 45 points. Yeah. And I realized they had a bunch of guys missing, but it was at home. You lost by 45 points. So Oof. I, I, I just, I can't. Uh, you can't explain that I, one away. No, particularly, you know, if your program had been really good and then all of a sudden you had the injuries and COVID and whatnot and you had a bad game, okay, fine. But that's not the way it's been going for Stanford. I mean, It's... Uh, I mean, Baylor Romney's going to have some competition for that backup quarterback job next year with Tanner McKee. Oh, you're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> Gutting the Stanford program. <laughs> Actually, I would advise those boys, unless you're a sure-fire NFL guy, stay at Stanford. <laughs> it's a golden ticket. Yeah. That degree will get you jobs everywhere. Yeah, it really will. So, uh, I'd still... Not anybody would ask me if Stanford's offering you a full scholarship on the football team take it man uh, we'll see what happens let's we'll see what kind of Shaw has been such a good dude see what kind of pressure is on him uh, you know what happened earlier last week uh, I was gone Friday so I couldn't tell you these remember we had on Jordan Simone the safety for ASU. Mm-hmm. Well, he does their sideline yeah so he has this well, not anymore, speak, right? <laughs> speak of the devil's podcast, and the, and I know the guy. The guy who does it is the son of the play-by-play guy, and oh, it's Healy's son, Tim Healy's son. Yes. Okay. Joe. Okay. And and he has me on every year. They they bring on somebody to preview the enemy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, so every year with the Utes. Uh, He brings me on. And so Simone, man, was just going to town. I'm off the train, man. These guys aren't getting coached. They don't know. The coaches don't know how to coach him up. I feel sorry for these players. (laughs) He didn't say anything that wasn't true. But what will he be doing this Saturday? I don't know. Not the game. No. (laughs) He got fired. He got fired, man. He spoke the truth. Now, he spoke it from uh, a place of 100% love. I mean, he loves the program. There's no question about that. And it hurts. It, for, to me, it's a bunch of teenage kids, so I don't, I don't really get caught up in all that stuff. Uh, win, great. Lose. Uh, okay, the problems that I still have are right there. Uh, teenage kids don't determine my mood. But if they do for you, I'm all for it. In fact, I'm grateful that they do because that means you're invested in sports radio. All so right. Continue to be uh, have your moods determined by teenage kids. I'm all for it. Uh, because the, the rest of us, our moods are determined by teenage kids. They're just the ones that we call our children. And uh, their moods determine the happiness of our home. But I'm getting off the track there. Uh, so he loves the program passionately, and he spoke the truth as he saw it. And he got canned. They canned a bad look. But I would bring him in and say, hey, maybe, maybe tone yeah. it down a little bit. Yeah. But don't add legs to the story by getting rid of him. But they added legs to the story if I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Dead spin added or yeah. Brooks, what's it? by Brooks Sports or something? by Brooks. Yeah. I didn't know. That's still out there, huh? I mean, well he so he took about a decade hiatus and he's been back for about uh, a year or two now. Okay, yeah. I saw it out there in various uh you know, loves stuff like that. They well, live for stuff like and that. And Jordan also put it on his own Twitter feed. So he put, hey, put that out I've, I've been canned. Yeah. I love the program, blah blah blah. But uh it burned an hour on my drive to Vegas on Friday. As I was listening to that, and you know, oh man, wow, that's really, really strong. Now, I didn't disagree with anything that he said, and that's your second place team in the division that still has a shot. Uh, maybe need about, a lot of maybe help. Five percent shot. Yeah, I know that's about right. If yeah. they had, if the Utes weren't playing two lousy teams, I would. Uh, right. that, that's the thing about it. They can get smoked by Colorado or Oregon, and it won't matter. And then, so so then, it's going to be a bad look in the, for the Pac-12 and the Rose Bowl if Oregon makes the playoff, because then you are going to have a, f- a five-loss mi- minimum. Well, you, minimum four, right. likely five. Right. UCLA could win out, be eight and four, and get selected. Yeah. And then they could just say, "Well, we had to start a freshman against those guys, so of course we couldn't compete." Speaking of the Utes, that would be the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And if the Utes have been especially depending on what those Oregon games look like, you know, how competitive are they? And I hope that if the Utes do lose both times to Oregon, I hope they go to the Rose Bowl just for selfish reasons. It'd be fun to cover it, obviously. And then I think that puts the nail in the coffin of the two divisions. Yeah, I just don't see how that's sustainable. I think those are going away. I think we're going to 12 teams in the playoffs, and it's going to eliminate divisions everywhere. They're just going to be done. Do it immediately. could. You absolutely could. No rule says you got to wait till then. What's nope. that, 2024? No, do it now. Not that there's a second team in the North that's screaming, we deserve to that's, go. That's what would really do it, is if the two best teams were in the same division. Which there will be a time. It would seem like it's just a matter of time before that yeah, happens. And, you know, if you're in the SEC or the Big 12 or maybe uh, Big 10, I should say, probably, it doesn't really matter. If but I think third, it matters in the Pac-12. Yeah, if your third team's in the top 10. Yeah. The risk in the 12-team format going forward is you're going to have the 24th-ranked champion because it's some 8-4 and four team's going to pull an upset in a title game. So you're going to have to let your two highest-ranked teams into your title game. Yeah, but I don't, I, I, it's probably not going to happen very often. It won't happen very often, but you can't risk messing it up one year. There'll be too much money at stake. So the ACC and the uh, Pac-12 will follow the Big 12's lead. And you're right, the Big 10 and the do SEC. Do it now. I don't follow anybody's lead. Do it Pro- now. <laughs> the Big 12's already done it. No divisions I don't for need them. It. Well, they didn't have enough teams, so yeah. they had no choice. Uh, so they did it out of necessity. Uh, here they need to do it for, to put the best foot forward for the conference. Which the conference is, is, it doesn't, I don't take any joy saying it, but I think it's accurate. And I'm not going to get fired because I'm not paid by any college team to say whatever, but I think it's the truth. I absolutely think it's the truth. The losses to the Big Sky teams, the 500 record with the Mountain West, the awful record against the other Power 5 leagues, all the numbers add up in screams. There's a problem. You got to get better. Multiple teams have got to improve. But with that in mind, when I was working for the Watchdog, and Majerus would run roughshod over the whack. And if there was a, a like New Mexico got good there for a bit, mm-hmm. you know, and then they were they were a nationally ranked program. They had NBA guys, and it was a great little rivalry there for a bit. Uh, and they would ask him. I knew because I always knew what he was going to say, so I knew what questions to ask or not ask. And he'd say, "Oh yeah, man, it's good for the for the whack." And he would basically say uh, the edited version. I don't give a bleep about the whack. <laughs> what difference does it make? A little bit to your RPI, but not enough for him to sweat it. Right, right. So and he, he knew how to schedule. He didn't a like Carl Benson, yeah, the commissioner. Somebody told me, somebody very high up said, it was always, when Craig Thompson got in there, they made sure that they got him uh, on the good foot, because once you got on the bad foot with that dude, that's the way it was forever. (laughs) It was never changing. Eventually, they all got on the bad foot with him, because that's the way he was. (laughs) But get him off on this, so at least you minimize a couple years of conflict. Right, right. So he, he couldn't care less about the WAC. He said, the WAC does nothing for me. It's my program. And I'm paraphrasing. So, you'd fans, is that the way you feel? What difference does it make if the conference sucks? If you're winning games, getting recruits, sending guys to the NFL, uh, winning divisions, uh, see if you can finally win the title. Well, finally is a bad word. I take that back. Uh, Ten years, 11 years. Uh, that's not long enough to say finally. Uh, so let me retract that word. But you win the division for the, or win the conference for the first time. Uh, what what difference does it make? If you beat, suppose suppose you beat Oregon twice, which is very, very much conceivable. It is not beyond the realm. So you roll in there at 9-3, and three, right, uh, which would be 10-3. and three. You are certainly, you're ranked. I think, in my mind, you ought to be ranked in the top 15. I don't know that you will, but you ought to. And if you win those two games, so you beat the other two, Arizona and Colorado, which is, pretty much gimmies, and then you beat the ducks here and then in vegas and you go in 10 and 3 who gives a crap what the conference is about you're happy and everybody else's problems aren't going to wreck your mood on january 1st in pasadena do you think clemson cares that the acc stinks no they probably enjoy it i mean secretly their coaching staff is thinking we can sit this guy this week we we don't need this guy this week. Most years, I mean, this year obviously they're not as good. But do I think they did that in the Trevor Lawrence era? If they needed to, sure, why not? They were good enough to do it. It doesn't need to be the the complete grind. No, I, I think the I think for any elite team, the question is: Can I? In this is this league well respected enough that with one loss, I can still get in the playoff? Well, the answer is yes. Well, the answer is. Been this year in the pack 12 the, the answer is yes. Is yes. Right in, now, as in, of today, the answer is yes. <clears throat> yes, you're right. In previous years, the answer has been no. Doesn't matter. We're talking about now. <laughs> if, if you, you go, get if you go, right, you can get in with a loss. It's not the loss that's getting them in or keeping them it's out. The it's win. the win. Uh, they got that win over Ohio State. Yes. So this year, so you work. need to schedule those games and beat them. Because if you had played Portland State. That game, you're not in, and in the American Cincinnati's not in. In the American, if Cincinnati loses, they're not getting in. And they scheduled one of those games. They went to Notre Dame and won, but it's they won't, still not they won't, good enough. They won't get in with a loss, and there's a chance they won't get in undefeated. So that's why for Utah, they need to get BYU back on the schedule. They need to have the toughest schedule possible, not the weakest, or not weakest, but weaker. Well, we play one Power Five, so we can't play these guys. Although they they're changing that. And I don't care if it's BYU, with or without the Cougars, it doesn't matter. The point is, schedule up, which Harlan is trying to do. You have to give him credit for that. He's trying to do that because this is the classic example. The only reason why the Ducks are ranked fourth, and I assume tonight they'll move up. This is coming out on Tuesdays, right? Because Michigan State lost, is because they beat Ohio State. Good on them, man. They got, there's no other game in the conference that comes close to that game in terms of uh, positive publicity. It's overwhelming. And they won that game, and, and and the fact that they didn't have Thibodeau was even better because he's a marquee dude's going to go in the top five or whatever he might go. And so people around the country know of that fella because he's really, really good. And so that gave him, in a sense, gave him even more positive pub. Hey, you won without that. I man. if you would have had that guy, would've, we would have won easily, man. He's a one-man wrecking crew. He comes on like a wrecking ball. Don't. <laughs> I said, <laughs> what's the next best win for the league? The LSU win, even though it's been devalued with Orgeron getting fired? No, there isn't one. There's no number two. I'm running through off the top of my head because the conference cancels each other out, so you really can't count, oh, well, Utah beating Stanford by four. No, no, I'm looking for best non conference uh, win. I do yeah. Well, you, but you can have a great conference win, too. Yep. It doesn't just have to be non conference. Uh, so, Washington lost to Michigan. So, that was an opportunity missed there. That would have been good. Well, Washington sucks. And I want it to be known that I pumped up Washington all August. So, if you think I know my stuff, please remember that I pumped up Washington big time. It's your conference. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I underestimated Jimmy Lake. I thought he was ready for the gig. He'd been at a high-level assistant for a number of years. And I was thinking, now, I viewed it as a Mel Tucker. You know, when I, I didn't know much of Mel Tucker, but then when they hired him at Colorado and I sat across from him, uh, I thought, had done the research ahead of time. But He's got it. Well, as I sat across from him, I said, it's about time, brother. You, This is something that you deserved years ago. Your resume is off the charts. And you know he did the Colorado. He didn't work miracles, but he's only there one season. And then Michigan State. What are they eight and one? Yep. Uh, I realized had the disappointing loss last week, but uh, still, what Michigan State fan for what they've been through recently isn't taking eight and one. So I viewed Jimmy Lake as as a Mel Tucker type guy, uh, but maybe I was wrong. And and I don't know necessarily why I viewed that, because my approach on coaches is wait and see, no matter who it is. And then the one time you get ahead of yourself, it turns out you got ahead of yourself. So far. So far, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been a massive disappointment. They've been the biggest disappointment in the conference in my mind. I mean, they lost to a big Sky team. Come on, at home. Oops. Nobody's topping that. I mean you could say the Devils are a disappointment relative to expectations, but those expectations, how real are they? They're 6 and 3-4-2. How many times in November have they been 6 and 3-4-2? They have a chance to go 8 and 4. Yeah. I mean g- gosh, look at their program, 8 and 4. They got a split with Washington and Oregon State and beat Arizona and they'll be 8 and 4. So that's totally doable. More often than not. Although, I take that. Yeah. Out of that program? <clears throat> Although if they lose I mean that we were talking earlier the magic numbers too. So if they lose to Washington this week, which I wouldn't think they would, but You didn't, you didn't think they were gonna lose to Washington State. You got me there. So why wouldn't you think so that So if they lose to Washington and the Utes beat Arizona is expected yeah, that's a, all done that's with two weeks ago. That's a given though. That, that Oregon game just an exhibition. That is the an main exhibition course. either way. They don't need to win that. They're going they're going to be the South representative. So that's the I hope you don't pump that up Saturday on your your pump little, it up your little TV show. Nice, I love it when you throw little in front I know of something. You did. That's why I, said it. <laughs> I mean it's a. They're going to play in Vegas. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. They're going to play. If you want to go full pecan, somebody just drop the word little in front of whatever in your little conference title game. Well, that's a <laughs> That'll be a big one, man. There'll be sixty-five thousand people there. I will have that will have been my third time in the stadium if I go. Two football, one concert. Nice. Know the secret places to park. Important information, right there. You share it with anybody? You share it with you fans? No, then it won't be secret. <laughs> Find PK, follow him in. He knows. He knows. All right, DJ and PK. So, BYU fans take on all of this. We will get to that next. Be careful. I don't think the take's as obvious as it should be. We will get to that coming up. DJ and PK. Frank Dolce is here at 8 o'clock. Stay with us.